you for joining us at Bangalore Revival Center. We are a church that's dreaming revival with God and serving people in love. It is our desire to equip you to represent Jesus and carry his great joy to the ends of the earth. If you'd like to learn more about us, you can visit dreamingrevival.com. Now, as you listen to the word, we believe that God will minister to you. Are you ready to go into the word this morning? Okay, let's begin with the first verse for the day. Uh, Acts chapter 20 and verse 35. How many of you remember this verse? This is the foundational verse. Can you read it together? One, two, three, go. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Come on, loudly, once again. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to... One more time. Acts chapter 20 and verse 35. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Amen? So in other words, what the uh, writer is saying is what Jesus is teaching us is that our receiving is not the greatest blessing. Our giving is our greatest blessing. Amen. Then we studied from 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 7. God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Amen. And we read the context to this. It was that don't give under pressure. Don't give with reluctant heart. But when you give, you have to decide in your heart how much you should give. Come to church excited. Prepare your heart to give and come ready to give to the Lord. And, and when you give, give with joy, not with reluctance. Amen. So our giving has to be an expression of our joy, uh, an expression of our happiness. Anybody happy in the church this morning? Anybody cheerful this morning? Then you have a reason to give. Amen. Another thing that we learned as a foundational principle is from Matthew chapter 6. Jesus said, wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Amen. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 21. That's so important because we think that wherever our desire is, there we will give. But Jesus said, no, 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 it's the other way around. Wherever you keep giving money, wherever you keep investing your resources, that is where your heart and your desires and, and your emotions will be. So in other words, if you feel that the Lord has called you to a place or if you feel that the Lord is uh, causing my heart you know, to go in a particular direction, instead of just writing Facebook posts about it, start giving into that particular cause and automatically the desire of your heart will also be aligned into that direction. Amen. That is why we are giving to an organization that is helping with mental health conditions. Why? Because that is what's been on our heart for this entire year. And, and we want our giving to align with what God wants to do in our hearts. Amen. This morning, I'm going to talk about tithing. I'm going to start with the, with the verse that is most used when we use tithing. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 8. Should people cheat God? Yet, you have cheated me. But you ask, what do you mean? When did we ever cheat you? So, God is telling the church God is talking to his people and God is saying hey you know what should people cheat me but guess what my people they are cheating me and then the when when God says my people are cheating me you know people are asking when did we ever cheat you when did we ever rob you the other translations use the word rob right and then God says in the next line he replies and says hey you have cheated me of the tithes and the offerings that are due to me so what's God trying to teach us God is saying hey there your tithes and your offerings they belong to me it doesn't belong to you it belongs to me so when you don't give your tithes and your offerings what you're doing is you're taking something that actually truly belongs to me and you're trying to use it for your own purposes your own selves now let me explain what tithes and offerings mean in this particular context. You know, we think that 
we've given our 10 persons so we are safe in this particular context this is the old testament we are talking about okay in the old testament tithes and offerings came up to 33 percent 33.5 percent of your income so if you if you've received 100 rupees your tithes is 10 and with according in, according to all the old testament rules and regulations all the offerings come to about another 30 23 percent so in this particular context it means about 33.5 percentage but you know that we are not living by old testament standards we are living by new testament standards what did paul teach us nobody should pressurize you how much you should give or how much you should not give each of you decide in your heart how much you should give for uh, for a barnabas it was 100 percent of his land he just sold and gave for a zacchaeus he gave only 50 percent of his wealth you understand what i'm saying there's somebody else who probably gave the little that they had it doesn't matter the percentage is not what we are emphasizing on in the new testament you understand in the old testament the percentage was very important but in the new testament the heart behind the percentage was more important and, and i hope that by the time we learn all the principles that we've got to learn from the bible about tithing we would want to increase our tithing let's go to the next verse verse 10 the bible says bring all the tithes into the storehouse why so that there will be enough food in my temple this is what god says hey this is where your tithes belong it belongs to the storehouse now this word storehouse is going to keep coming back throughout today's teaching okay bringing it to the storehouse because that is where the people in the old testament would bring their tithes to they would bring it to the storehouse they would bring it to this place which was the resource center from where they they can receive anytime there is a need anytime anybody needs help they will run to the storehouse to help these people now in the new testament context if you look at the book of acts the bible says everybody they sold all their properties and they gave up all their wealth and they brought it to the church and they laid it at the feet of the apostles and the apostles they gave they distributed to everybody who had needs in other words the church became the storehouse of the new testament church of the new testament you understand what i'm saying what was the storehouse in the old testament it was not necessarily the temple there was specific storehouses designed and designated in different areas you know and, and they would go to the storehouses which was closest to their house to closest to their city and they will go and store they will go and give their tithes there but in the new testament the church is the storehouse now now why should we bring tithes into the storehouse so that there will be enough food the reason we give our tithes I'll, I'll come back to this with more scriptures the reason why we give tithes to the church is so that we can be fed so that we can be uh, spiritually physically and emotionally in every way possible we can be fed amen and 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 that is why we are we are intentional about giving to the storehouse and not into the world tithes you can give to the world i, I, I mean uh, there's no harm in blessing others you can give your money to the world but specifically when it comes to tithes you give to the place where you are going to be fed it's not about somebody else it's about where you are going to get your food from and god says if you do this i will open the windows of heaven over you and i will pour out a blessing so great that you don't you won't have enough room to take it in try it put me to the test is this crazy or not can you imagine receiving a call from your bank manager saying bro you need to change your bank account there's too much money in your account we can't handle it our accountants are not big enough to handle your money you need to find somewhere else to store your money you go get an account for yourself in swiss bank or some other bank you know our bank is too small to handle this can you imagine that's what god's word says god says hey you know what i will open up the windows of heaven heaven is the richest place that there can ever be 
there are several times when we are engaged in conversation with people and, and I tell them, hey, God wants you to be rich. And, and, and they are like, uh, sometimes they, they get uh, deflected and they're like, no, no, no. God only wants me uh, to be spiritually rich, not physically rich. So I'm like, hey, the Bible tells us to pray on earth as it is in heaven. Come on, tell me about this. In heaven, people are only spiritually rich or also physically rich. I mean, gold is all over heaven. When heaven is opened over your life, it's not possible for you to stay poor. It's not possible. Because the Bible says, when you do that, I'm going to open up heaven's windows over your life in such a measure that there will be no room enough to carry the blessings that he's going to pour out over you. When? When you give, when you're willing to give away your tithes and your offerings. And this is one of the only places in the Bible where God says, you know what? You can go ahead and test me. Nowhere else did God allow people to test him. This is one of the only places where God said, okay, this is the one place where there is no other conditions involved. You test me 100 out of 100 times, I'm going to open up heaven's windows for you. It doesn't matter, you know, if you're uh, this, that, doesn't matter what background you come from. If you're going to give, you are going to receive from me. Amen. He goes on to say, verse 11, your crops, come on, read it with me. Your crops will be abundant for I will guard them from insects and diseases. Your grapes will not fall from the wine before they are ripe, says the Lord of heaven's armies. What is God saying? God's saying, hey, I'm going to make sure that your crops are abundant. That there is no lack in your crops and even the the crops that are abundant i'm going to make sure to protect those crops to make sure that there is no fire that takes away your uh, the, uh, your property there is no there is no thieves that that steal from you that no weapon that is formed against you will prosper i'm going to protect you i'm going to cover you says the lord amen and then he says hey i'm going to also make sure that not a single grape will fall to the ground before it is ripe. In other words, your investments, bro, you're not going to lose any of your in in investments. They are not going to come forth till it's the right time. That's what God is saying. When you do, if you give your tithes and your offerings, I'm going to bless you in this measure, says the Lord. Then all the nations will call you blessed for your land will be such a delight says the Lord of heaven's armies. In other words, what God is saying is your, your physical blessing is going to overflow. Your personal blessing, your individual blessing is going to overflow and it will become a blessing for the entire city, for the entire nation. Your blessing will overflow into your church and your church will be blessed because of you and the land, your land will be such a delight. Your city will be such a delight. Can you imagine when, when we give our tithes and offerings, it can have a direct impact on our city it can have a direct impa impact on our nation it can have a direct impact on our families and on our homes and our churches amen if you if you would have read this you would have seen that I have skipped one verse in between the verse that I skipped this verse 9 it's a very scary verse but we're gonna read it and explore this okay the Bible says you are under a curse for your whole nation has been cheating me now now tell me about this is it possible that when we skip giving our tithes and offerings we come under the curse of God yes you are under a curse see every everything in the Old Testament that God has prescribed for us all the sins anytime we commit a sin are we under a curse yes we are under the curse but Jesus took our curse on the cross when Jesus died for us, didn't he take the curse for us? So even though when we skip our tithes and offerings, we are under a curse, Jesus, when he took, the, took our cross on, on Calvary, he took our curse with him. Amen. Now in the New Testament, now, now when we come to the New Testament, there are several times in the New Testament where we see a curse being pronounced on people. One of the times is... In the book of Galatians chapter 1, he says, Cursed to be anybody who would preach another gospel. Do you remember this? This is Apostle Paul speaking. 
another time apostle paul apostle paul was the biggest cursor of the new testament and, and another another time first corinthians chapter 16 you would see him saying hey anybody that does not love the lord is cursed you read that verse yeah we when we studied first corinthians and and so there were times in the new testament also when a curse was pronounced but the biggest curse that was pronounced in the new testament was in Galatians chapter 3 we're going to read this okay let's read it together 1 2 3 go but those who depend on the law to make them right with God are under his curse what does it say those who come on loudly but those who depend on the law to make them right with God are under a curse in other words you and i we have a choice this morning to depend on the lord to make us right with god or to depend on our faith to make us right with god sometimes our giving can be because oh my god i have to give i i i if i don't give this is what will happen to me if i don't give I will lose my business if I don't give I will lose my protection if I don't give you know my the grapes will fall down and when it is not ripe if I don't give there will be no multiplication over my life you know and, and we we refrain from uh, uh, you know our sinful activities we refrain from things that are uh, good for us because we are scared and the Bible says anytime that we depend on the law to make us right we are already under the curse why because the scriptures say cursed is everyone who does not observe and obey come on one two three all the commands that are written in God's book of law so so if you obey that I'll worship God but I you don't obey Sabbath then you're a cursed if you keep Sabbath, but you don't give your tithes and offerings in your curse. So you have to keep a hundred and one. All the laws in the Old Testament to not be under the curse. So this morning, you and I have no way out of that curse. Yes? Yeah. If, so, so if I say that just because you are not giving your tithes and offerings, you are under curse, then I'm, I'm technically trying to manipulate you. Because every one of us are under the curse. So if there are pastors that come and teach you, hey, if you don't give your money to the church, there will be a curse of God upon you. There will be, you know, danger on your life. Don't believe them. Today, in the New Testament, we don't give out of pressure. We don't give out of fear. We give out of faith. Amen. The next verse. So it is clear that no one can be made right with God by trying to keep the letter of the law for the scriptures say it is through faith come on loudly it is through come on one more time it is through faith that a righteous person has life so in the new testament when we give we don't give it out of fear in the old testament they had no other way out they had to give with fear and trembling because you know it was so scary that instead of 33.5 if it becomes 32.5 man you're you're lost you're, you can die for that instead of you know giving it like this you give it like this you know there are guys who offered an offering to God and immediately fire came from heaven and and smashed them out the wrong kind of giving in the Old Testament could kill you that is why people when they came to the mountain of God they came with fear and trembling but in the New Testament we don't come with fear and trembling in the New Testament we come with boldness isn't that what the Bible says come boldly before the throne of grace without any fear or trembling without any any scaredness in our heart amen let's read the quote out together loudly one two three go the New Testament giving should not be motivated by fear but is a demonstration of our faith and our trust in God one more time the New Testament giving should not be motivated by fear but is a demonstration of our faith and our trust in God one more time one more time come on the New Testament giving should not be motivated by fear but is a demonstration of our faith and our trust in God so so you decide how much faith you have in God 
you decide i'm not going to tell you the percentage you decide your level of trusting in god and you give according to your measure of faith i cannot impose my faith on you and say hey i give so much percentage so you should give so much why because you may not necessarily have the faith that i have you may not necessarily have the trust in god that i have or someone else may be in a place where they're able to give or do more than what i'm giving i should not try and copy somebody else because i may not have the faith or the trust in god that guy has you understand what i'm saying anytime we copy somebody else's patterns and behaviors we create religion out of it in the new testament we give everything that we do in the new testament we do it out of faith amen then why is it that we study the old testament we do not study the old testament to keep the letter of the law we study the old testament to understand the principles in the old testament see there are several things that we do today that are not found anywhere in the new testament for example we had a one hour of praise and worship music dancing do you find that anywhere in the new testament where did we get it from the levites in the old testament they used to worship god so even though it is the old testament thing we still practice in the new testament not with fear and trembling what with but with faith and trusting in god we worship and we give to god am i right in the same way we go back into the old testament you know our giving our tithing is a is an expression of our giving to god in the same way we go back into the old testament where there is extensive teaching about giving and we learn why did god institute this principle of tithing why did god put this principle of offering in the old testament and we pick up the principles without the bondage of the law you understand what i'm saying today morning i don't want anybody to be under pressure because of what we are learning i want to make that very 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 clear i'm not putting anybody under pressure each of us we give according to our faith according to our trust in god according to our ability according to our uh, what our hearts have decided whatever we have decided in our hearts we give according to that but we go into the old testament to study the principles that god put into place the book of deuteronomy chapter 14 and verse 22 let's read it out together 1 2 3 go what does it say you must set aside one tenth of all your harvest when you get your harvest the first thing that you do is you keep aside one tenth now again like i told you in the old testament there was a prescribed percentage in the new testament you decide how much is the percentage that you want to give to the lord amen and the bible says you need the first principle that we learn here is that you need to set it aside you cannot you cannot say hey uh, i will give whatever is remaining in my bank account on the 30th of this month as soon as you get your harvest as soon as you get your income as soon as you get your business profit you need to separate out what belongs to the lord you need to decide in your head even before you get your income saying this is going to be my percentage this is going to be how much how how much i give to the lord you know i don't give to the lord uh, after i get my income you know this has been my experience my practice for the longest of time i give my tithes before and then i get my income God has been very faithful in doing this. I I've given to God when I had nothing in my hands and God is faithful enough to bring it back at the right time in the right way. And and the Bible says this is what you should do. You should set it aside. Keep it aside. Don't mess with this. You know, now we have bank accounts and different accounts that we can play with to keep a money aside. Back in the day, they had to wait Uh, for a festival in the temple for them to come to give it up to the lord that is why the bible says set it aside today it's not very hard you have if you have the church bank account details you can immediately just transfer back in the day they they would have to wait for a year and as as they wait for a year you know how hard it will be they'll look at this nice goat that you know they see outside their house and they want to eat a mutton biryani but they're like oh but this belongs to the lord they'll resist the temptation one day they'll resist the temptation two days then some day they will get tempted to finally make goat biryani so they they, they decided hey you know what we'll just tie them in a separate place just take them away from our house don't keep them around where we have access to them just separate them out 
to make that a principle don't give to God out of your leftovers come on can I say once again don't give what is remaining to the Lord give the give the give the first portion of your income to the Lord make that a principle all the time before when you get your finance when you get your income don't don't let the loan installment go first don't let your house rent go out first don't let your you know contribution to your family go out first don't pay your children's fees first pay your tithes first and then you do everything else I can hear Pastor Robin clapping inside uh, <laughs> yeah make sure to give to the Lord first before you give that's what the Bible says you must set it aside the next verse verse 23 it says bring this tithe to the designated place of worship you remember we read about the storehouse it says bring this tithe to the designated place of worship the place that the Lord your God chooses for his name to be honored so you bring it to a place a place of worship that's what the Bible says you don't you don't use it in your house but you bring it to a, a designated place of worship where people from different families different homes all of them will come and they will bring their tithes here now are you ready to be surprised and then it says and eat it there in his in the presence come on that's not what we thought tithe is right tithe is giving to the how can we eat our own tithe okay the Bible says you bring this you know you what the first thing you do is you keep it aside and the second thing that you do is you bring it to the temple to the place of worship you bring it to the storehouse and the third thing you do is there in the storehouse you enjoy that you eat that in the storehouse in the place of worship the first and foremost reason you should give to the Lord is not to feed your pastors but to feed yourself you don't come to church and give so that your pastors have food to eat you come to church and you give because you have food to eat and, and I believe that is the principle we see in the New Testament as well you know the entire church would gather and every day they would have a party every day and the tithes were not spent you know unlike a majority of Christianity that is being practiced in the majority of Christianity is that tithes and offerings are being spent on the pastors are being spent on the preachers are being spent on people who are preaching the word now that's it's not wrong I'm, I'm gonna come to that but the first and foremost place where tithes and offerings are to be spent is in feeding the people who are bringing those tithes so if you want to be fed in this house you need to be a person who gives tithe in this house and if you are being fed in the house you need to you know set aside an amount every month to come and give into this house no if you feel no this is not where I'm fed I'm fed by this preacher who preaches on TV or this fellowship that I go to then take your tithes there wherever you are fed that is where your tithes belong so you may be part of our church because you want to fellowship with us but if you are being fed elsewhere then you take your tithes there I have no problem with that your 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 taxes or your tithes have to go wherever you eat wherever you are fed is that okay that's the, that's the first and the foremost principle do you understand that the next verse it goes on to say this applies to your tithes of grain new wine olive oil and the firstborn males of your flocks and herds doing this come on read it loudly okay doing this will teach you always to fear the Lord your God now I'm gonna replace the word fear to faith is that okay because in the New Testament we don't only function now I'm not talking about the importance of fear of God but I'm I'm talking about in the New Testament we give not out of fear we give not to fear we give because of faith is that okay so let's read that again doing this will teach you always to trust in the Lord to have faith in the Lord your God come on now come on now 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 it's very easy for us to eat our tithes at our home why should we come to the church and eat our tithes in the church why should we come into the presence of the Lord in the place where God's presence dwells and and there we will be fed the same money that we could have spent in our homes 
Why should we bring it to the house of the Lord? Come on now. It's because, see, there is, you, you are definitely going to be fed and taken care of at home also. There's no doubt about it. God's going to speak to you. God's going to minister to you. But there is a blessing that comes upon you when you come together, when we come together as a church and then we take part of our giving to the Lord. Then we enjoy the spiritual food that we have in store, the physical food that we have in store, the, the physical, the, 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 the emotional blessings that we can receive from each other. That happens only in fellowship. Fellowship. That's why the Bible says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. Amen. And, and, and that is why the Bible says, Hey, I know that you can eat at home, but when you bring it to the house of God, when you bring it to the storehouse, there is a sense of accountability. There is a sense of, I belong in this place. This is where I get fed. This is where you know my root my belonging is in this place i have uh, access into this house i have a portion that i can claim from this house because i am a, a tithing participant in this house amen come on the next verse the bible says now when the lord your god blesses you with a good harvest loudly one more time uh good harvest so so when you set it aside the first time when when you you know give to the lord and you you bring it to the presence of god and then you're fed over there in in the in the presence of everybody the next time you're going to get a good harvest yeah this time the place of worship he chooses for his name to be honored might be too far you to bring the tithe why because now it's hard to carry all these goats and grains and wine and everything for all earlier it was just one packet you know so it was easy to take it to the church now it is a huge amount why because you've already been tithing you've already been giving to the lord and now you're going to get a good harvest as a result of it now it's so much that the place you're going to take it to is sounding or looking really far so what does the bible say you should do verse 25 if you, if so you may sell the tithe portion of your crops and herds and put the money in a pouch okay so in this case where you can't take your blessings physically to church you sell everything you know, and you you know in our day and time we don't give to the lord according to uh, what we get we give money to the lord right back in the day they used to give physical portions of their blessings and the bible says in in, in a in a case like that you sell what you have what you were supposed to give to the lord and take the money put it into a pouch and then go to the place the, the lord your god has chosen verse 20 sits when you arrive you may use the money to buy any kind of food you want cattle sheep goat wines or other alcoholic drink the next verse then feast there in the presence of the lord your god and celebrate with your household who is this talking about again giving to your levites giving to your priests giving to your pastors who is this talking about it says bring all the money and make sure to buy it buy as much as you want over here and then party and celebrate feast in the presence of the lord not alone but along with your household just come and celebrate in the presence of the lord you know every sunday morning that we gather here again that is an old testament practice in the new testament you won't see the meeting once in a week you would see the meeting only a meeting daily right meeting once in a week was old testament practice which we have adopted because it's a good good principle to follow in the same way that we've adopted worship and we've adopted tithing and all of this if we, we follow the principle right and when we come together here sunday after sunday why do we do that we come to celebrate the lord we come to enjoy we come to party we don't come just to receive another sermon we don't come just to you know feel good and go back we come to to just celebrate in the presence of the Lord and the Bible says use these type money that you get that you gather into your celebration use it for the festival and make sure that you go there as often as you can and you celebrate and you have a, a massive feast now you're saying now I want to tithe <laughs> because it's for my own benefit 
Because so often we think that it's, it's to benefit some other pastor, some other thing. No, we, we are the primary reason of tithing. Now, I'm, I'm going to talk about giving. Giving is different from tithing. Tithing is for our own benefit. There are giving, there, is so, there are different types of giving that we're going to touch in the next weeks. But this type of giving, the tithing that we're talking about, this is specifically for us. It is for us to be fed. It's for us to have a place of worship. It's for us to celebrate together. It's for us to come together to have a festival experience every weekend. Amen. Amen. The next purpose, the next verse, it says, and do not, come on loudly, read it with me. And, and do not neglect the Levites in your town, for they will receive no allotment of land among you. So you need to make sure to take care of them as well, right? So what is the instruction given about that? The next verse. At the end of every third year, bring the entire tithe of that year's harvest and store it in the nearest town. And what do you do out of that? The next verse. And give it first to, to the Levites. Everybody scream Levites. So the first category of people that we have to give, you know, did you see the word storehouse in the previous verse? What did it say? At the end of every year, bring the entire tithe of that year's harvest. And where should you store? Store it in the nearest town. So there is a storehouse in the nearest town to every place in Israel, okay? And it says, come and bring it and store it there, right? And then once you have stored it there, and this happens every three years, they would store their tithes and offerings, the entire amount, okay? The first two years, you, you see that? The first year, they set it aside and they, and, they, and they come and spend the whole thing. The second year, because they have an increase, they sell it, they bring the money and they come and spend the whole money again on themselves. But the third year, they're not supposed to do that. The third year, it says, you give the whole thing and, and add it to the storehouse. And what, what should you do with this money? Verse 29, give it to the Levites. The Levites get their food from the storehouse when there is no money in the storehouse the Levites will be hungry why because the Levites don't have an occupation the Levites don't have a land allotment the Levites don't have places that they can work in the Levites their only job responsibility is to minister to the Lord and and from the storehouse is where the Levites get fed when you're giving to people the first giving if from our church any church has to go to the men and women of God that are serving in those houses that are serving in those churches amen and it says because these Levites they receive no allotment of land among you the second category of people is the foreigners who are the second category of people foreigners that we talk about these are non-israelites these are people outside the law these are people who don't give tithes these are people who are not members of our houses these are visitors these are people that are not necessarily part of the family of God but it is our responsibility to take care of these foreigners so our tithing it doesn't just go into feeding us it doesn't just go into feeding our pastors it also goes into feeding the people out there in the world who don't have access into this house so when we go into different parts of India, you know, when we use our money, when we use our church account money to, you, to travel and minister in India and in Africa and the rest of the world, what are we doing? We are giving our money, we are investing our money into a place where, you know, they don't have access into it. They are not tithing into this church. So they are foreigners for us, but we are giving it to them. We are sowing it into their lives. Amen. And from time to time, we have new people coming into our church who are not necessarily going to be part of our church. So, but we are still helping them. We are still standing with them. Amen. We are still feeding them. Why? Because our tithing has to go towards feeding the foreigners as well. Amen. What's the third category? It says orphans. Those that don't have anybody else in their life. You need to take care of them and, and look for the people that are all by themselves uh, in your land care of them the Bible says and and I believe that you know we've been able to do this very less in our church but I believe that days will come when we have so much excess from taking care of our pastors and taking care of the foreigners that that we will also be able to take care of a lot of orphans in the house 
Come on. Do you believe that will happen? This happened in the New Testament church. The Bible says there was not a single person who had any need. In other words, there was not a single person who did not have money to go to school. There was not a single person who did not have the money to pick up a house or, or to live in a house. Or, there was not a single person who did not have their needs met. Every need for every member in the church was met. Why? Because there was such an overflow of the income in the house that it did not just take care of the celebration and the feasting. It took care of taking care of the Levites. It took care of the foreigners that they had to invest into and they had excess money to help the orphans. They even invested into the widows. You know the time when there was a fight between Greek widows and, and Jewish widows because they are like, hey, there is some partiality happening here. And they even took care of widows in the New Testament church. Why? Because there was such an excess. Read this last line with me. So that they can eat and be... One loudly. So that they can eat and be... So that they can eat and be satisfied. That is how we want to give. When we give to our Levites, we don't give for namesake. When we give to orphans, we don't give for namesake. We don't, when we give to our foreigners, we don't give for namesake. We give so that they can eat and be satisfied. That's the kind of giving that God has commanded us. Now these are all laws in the Old Testament. We don't do it out of fear and trembling. We do it out of faith and our trust in God. Amen. And, and the Bible says when they eat and they are satisfied, something happens. Are you ready for this? Give me the next line. It says, then, somebody say then. then. Loudly, then. then. It says, then the Lord your God will bless you in all your work. When, when, when? First year you set it aside, bring it to the house of God and you enjoy Second year, the good harvest, you, you, you set it aside and then you sell it, make money out of it, bring it to the house of God and you celebrate, right? Third year, you keep it into the storehouse, you just add it to the storehouse and that, the Bible says, will go to the Levites, to the foreigners, to the orphans and to the widows and when they all eat and are satisfied the bible says then the lord your god will bless you in all your work man that is some crazy crazy blessing that god is promising for us when we give to the lord but let me tell you something this is what jesus said jesus said it is more blessed to give than to receive so let our motivation in this series not be to receive our motivation is only to Will God give us back? Absolutely. Will God bless us back? Absolutely. But our motivation is not to receive. Our motivation is to give. Because it is more blessed to give than to receive. Amen. You know, I'm, I'm telling you, you can never outgive God. You can never ever outgive God. But the reason we give is not so that we can get it back. The reason we give is because it is our joy to give. The reason we give is because it is better. This is a blessed. It is more blessed for me to give than to receive. Amen. Numbers chapter 18 verse 25, 26. We're going to read the scriptures together. Is that okay? The Lord also told Moses, give these instructions to the Levites. When you receive from the people of Israel, the tithes, I have assigned as your allotment. Give a tenth of the tithes that you receive. A tithe of the tithe to the Lord as a sacred offering. You know who this is? The Levites. You know the Levites get the 10% of the land, right? And it says, out of the 10%, keep aside a 10% of the 10% and give it to the Lord as a sacred offering. And let's read the next verse. The Lord will consider this offering to be your harvest offering as though it were the first grain from your own threshing floor or vine from your own vine press. Let me explain what I'm trying to show you here, okay? Here is a group of Levites who don't have money to give to the Lord, right? But the Lord says, I'm going to make sure that you Levites, you get some money from all these people. And when you get your money, you keep aside the tenth of the tenth and you give it to the Lord. And that giving to the Lord will become a sacred offering to the Lord. Now this money is technically not yours, but you will give tithe out of what is not truly yours. 
and the Lord will consider it as your offering. It says that the Lord will consider this offering to be your harvest offering as though it were the first grain from your own threshing floor. Here is the Levites who don't have money to give from their own pocket. But the Lord says, I'm going to bring other people who will come and give to you. And what do you do? You give it to the Lord and that giving will become a sacred offering to the Lord. Because I believe, I believe and I believe that when you give that to the Lord, the Lord will not consider it as your neighbor's offering. The Lord will consider it as your offering. Come on. If we can't help our brothers and sisters in their giving, where else will we help them? I mean, we can always help them buy food and all those things. But I'll tell you the best place you can help them is in their giving. If you can help people to give to the Lord, I'm telling you, man, they will prosper beyond their wildest. Whenever I go to Africa, I have my sons there that come and say that we have this at Spans, we have this at Spans and we want to do this, we want to do this. But I, I take an offering with me and I tell them, hey, you know what? This is not for that expense. This is not so that you can give money to this person or to spend it on this or to spend it on that. This is so that you can give to the Lord. Don't spend this on these needs. Just give to the Lord and the Lord will bless you back. It doesn't matter. If you can help others in their giving to the Lord, I'm telling you that the level of giving that everybody has would have gone to the next level. Why? Because you're helping somebody else to give to the Lord. Let me, let me tell you what the Bible says. The last point is the, is the best point in the sermon. You must present, who? The Levites, okay? It says, the Levites, you have received it from people. You must present one-tenth of the tithe that, that you receive from the Israelites. Some of you must have brought your tithes to give to the Lord. It's okay. Give it to your neighbor. Let them put the tithes on your behalf. Let them put their tithes. It's absolutely alright. Okay? And... It says, you must present one-tenth of the tithe that you have received from these Israelites as a sacred offering to the Lord. This is the Lord's sacred portion and you must present it to Aaron, the priest. Everybody say priest. priest. Okay, we're going to come back to this term priest, okay? Till now, we only heard about giving to the Levites. Now, the Levites are asked or expected to give it to the priest. Okay, we'll come back to the priest in a while. The next verse. Be sure to give the Lord give to give to the Lord the best portions of the gifts given to you. In other words, where if you let's say that you got you got a two thousand rupee note and a five hundred rupee note, make sure to put the two thousand rupee note, not the five hundred rupee note. Okay, the best portions, whatever. I, we will not judge you. I will not judge you. Nobody will judge you if you don't put the money that you receive from your neighbor nobody if you have a need you can take it use it no problem but this I'm teaching you what the Bible says so when you give make sure to give the best portions of the gifts that you have received to the Lord when you present the best part as your offering it will be considered as though it came from your own income it came from your own salary it came from your own business when you give the best part, when you give it to the Lord, it will be treated like it came from your own hard work and your own income. Come on church. Are you ready to give to the Lord radically this morning? Go back and read Nehemiah chapter 10 entirely. It's speaking all about giving. Okay, let me jump to my final point. Go next to the book of Genesis. This is the first time in the Bible where we speak about tithe. Okay, you know, in the book of law, Deuteronomy, Numbers and Leviticus that came much much later that is where God established this as a law but tithing existed even before the law came you would see Jacob tithe you would see Isaac tithe and you would see Abraham the father of faith the father of all those who believe and trust in God he also tithe why? out of fear? no because he trusted in God he also gave to the Lord why because he believed that God is able to take care of him amen are you ready to read this scripture one two three go after Abraham returned from his victory over Kedrolema and all his allies the king of Sodom went out to meet him everybody say meet him there are two kings who came to meet him 
the first king came to meet him because now he is the successful man now he is a you know he is a hit on facebook now he wants to hang out with abraham till now he 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 didn't even know who abraham is but now that abraham is victorious now that abraham is successful the king of sodom wants to hang out with him the king of sodom wants to have a relationship with him this king of sodom actually wanted to even give money to him right and there was a second king that came to meet him verse 18 and melchisedek read it loudly with me and melchisedek the king of salem and uh, come on loudly no 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 that's not how you read and a and a priest of god most high brought abram some bread and wine so there was one king his name was uh, we don't know his name is the king of sodom he came just to meet abram but the second king he came to feed abram do you understand where do we give our tithes and offerings where we are fed am i right the first king just came to hang out with abram the second king came to take care of abram he is like i'm i'm bringing i have been preparing for you abram and and i am bringing the bread and the wine that is going to refresh you that is going to encourage you that is going to take you to the next level amen he came with bread and wine so we'll always be met with two types of people one that are just for the name sake want to be associated with us and there are others that want to feed us that are they want to invest into our life they want to take us to the next level of our life the next verse it says melchizedek he blessed abram with this blessing not only did he feed abram he also blessed abram what was the blessing read it loudly blessed be abram by god most high creator of heaven and earth and blessed be god most high who has de- who has defeated your enemies for you so you know abram is now overwhelmed not only is this guy bringing bread not only is this guy coming to meet him he is bringing him bread he is bringing him wine and he has brought him a blessing on behalf of god he has brought him a blessing on behalf of the god of heaven's army and he's saying um, in the name of god most high you are blessed abram you're blessed and you and the god you serve is also blessed and what did abram do the next verse and abram the bible says then abram gave melchizedek a tenth of all the goods that he had recovered let me explain this to you do you know that the tenth that abram gave was not his did you know that we think that it is his it was not his it was it was the king of sodoms you would see in the next verse that he returned everything back the remaining 90% he gave it back to the king of sodom the 10% that he had gotten was his was temporarily it was in his custody we don't give out of what we own we give out of what we are given to steward none of the money that we receive from our employees belongs to us it all belongs to god it's a it's temporarily ours we are just the stewards of it abram gave his first tithe the first tenth out of things that t- technically did not even belong to him that's why i'm telling you some of you are going to give tithes out of money that doesn't even belong to you this morning are you ready for this yeah it says then abram gave melchizedek who was melchizedek we read this previous he was a king and he was a priest he was a priest of god and and now abram is giving his tithe to the priest are you ready to understand this better let's go to the book of hebrews chapter 7 and verse 4 onwards this is this is what will blow your mind away okay let's read it together 1 2 3 go consider then how great come on loudly how great this melchizedek was even abraham the great patriarch of israel recognized this by giving him a tenth of what he had taken in battle why did abraham give his tithe yes he got fed yes he got blessed but he gave because he recognized that this melchizedek is a great man he did not give only because he got blessed he did not give his tithe only because he got fed he gave because he realized melchizedek is worth my giving everything to him my giving my 10% to him 
He realized that. Let's read this once again. One, two, three, go. Consider then how how great this Melchizedek was. Even Abraham, the great patriarch of Israel, recognized this greatness by giving him a tenth of what he had taken in battle. So he gave to Melchizedek because he was recognizing the greatness that was upon Melchizedek. Not because Abraham was great, not because he had just won a big battle, nothing. As soon as he saw Melchizedek, he recognized, he had a revelation of who Melchizedek is. Amen? Let's read the next verse, verse 5. Now, the law of Moses required that the priest, we read this, right? The law of Moses. The law of Moses required that the priests who are descendants of Levi. We read about the Levites. Okay, the Levites must collect a tithe from the rest of the people of Israel who are descendants of Abraham. Okay, the law, under the law, the Levites get the tithe from the rest of the people of Israel. Right? We studied in detail. But, the next verse. But Melchizedek, loudly, but Melchizedek, who was not a descendant of Levi, collected a tenth from Abraham. He was not a descendant of Levi. So this was not under the law. This giving that Abraham gave was not technically lawful or not technically part of Moses' law. You understand? Moses' law required the money to be given to the Levites and then to the orphans and the foreigners and the widows and all. But primarily to the Levites. The Levites were the ones to collect everything, right? But here is a man who is not a Levite. And Levi is a descendant of Abraham who is actually giving to Melchizedek. Because Melchizedek is great. He recognized the greatness on Melchizedek because Melchizedek was the priest of God. Because Melchizedek was the king of Salem. And he recognized this and he gave it to Melchizedek. Amen? And go back, go back, go back. I'm not done with that verse. And Melchizedek, he placed a blessing upon Abraham. Now, now read this, okay? Melchizedek placed this blessing upon Abraham. And who is Abraham? Abraham is the one who had already received the promises of God. So Abraham is not somebody who is a foreigner, a person who has nothing. He's already received promises from God. But because of Abraham's revelation of this and his willingness to give his tithes to Melchizedek, the Bible says Melchizedek placed a blessing upon Abraham. Now, all of us are believers in this place today, right? But there is a blessing that comes upon us when we give to the Lord. There is a blessing that comes upon us specifically in response to our tithing. There is a blessing that comes upon us that is apart from us being believers, apart from us having received the promises of God. This was a man, Abraham, who was somebody who had already received the promises of God, but God decided to bless him above and beyond that because of his tithing to Melchizedek. Now, let's come to the point. Come to the next verse. Read it loudly. One, two, three, go. Jesus became a priest not, not by meeting the physical requirement of belonging to the tribe of Levi, but by the power of life that cannot be destroyed. Come on, the next verse. And the psalmist pointed this out when he prophesied, you who, Jesus, you are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Now today, we don't give to a priest, we give to Jesus, who is the priest of the priests, who is the king of the kings, who is the Lord of the lords. And why do we give it to him? We don't give only because he blesses us or because he feeds us. No, we give because he's great. We give because we have a revelation of how great he is. I wish you catch this revelation. This morning, I'm not asking you to give to God according to, you know, how good your church is. I'm asking you to give to God according to the measure of your revelation of who Jesus is. How worthy is He in your life? That determines how much percentage you want to give to the Lord. You determine if you want to give 10 percentage, 
you decide if you want to give 20 you decide if you want to give 100 that is based on how much revelation you have about the priest who is in the order of Melchizedek because Jesus again was not from the tribe of Levi he was from the tribe of Judah so so giving to Jesus is not the Old Testament giving giving to Jesus is not giving under the law giving to Jesus is giving the way that Abraham gave to Melchizedek Abraham recognized that this was a great personality this was a man who was a priest and a king rarely do we have that combination in the Bible never do we have that combination in the Bible he'll either be a king or be a priest and here was a man who was a king and he was a priest and Jesus is our king and he is our high priest and this morning we are not giving to a church this morning our tithes don't belong to men alone our tithes go to the king of kings the priest of all priests the priest who is in the order of Melchizedek our great high priest let me tell you why because he is worth it all I wish I could explain it in the best way possible because our Jesus is truly great he's worth it all you give a hundred person and still it will not be enough to give to the greatness of this king you know we'll we'll study this everything that we're studying we'll study this in detail but when when Queen Sheba came to meet King Solomon she came with gifts why because Solomon had lack because Solomon had shortage of money no but she recognized the greatness on King Solomon and according to Solomon's greatness she gave she did not give according to her ability she gave according to the ability of Solomon she said man this is a great king I have to give according to and that is how we are gonna give to Jesus today are you ready for this Wow! all eyes closed all eyes closed for tuning in we believe that you are blessed by the word we would love for you to be a guest on any of the weekends on a saturday night service at 7 p.m or a sunday morning service at 11 a.m for more information please visit our website dreamingrevival.com